Hello everyone, I'm your host Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome to another amazing episode of The Gap. I'm your host. With me, I have my co-host, Shane, aka The Bearded One. How are you doing today, Shane? I have a question for the God. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I, think that's nice. I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, with me, I have my co-host... Spencer, how are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing pretty good. I have a orange vanilla Coca-Cola today. Hey. Well, slam me right in my <laughs> pussy. Uh? What? Can I mute him? <laughs> I'm Wait, gonna no, mute myself, mute buddy. Don't worry about it. That'll mute the episode. Shit. Uh. I'm doing good. I I don't work today. Thank fuck. Thank fuck. <laughs> With me, I have my other co-host, Josh. How are you doing today, Josh? And so the Karen came in, and that point, I just started blasting away. And at that point, it was just a blood-filled frenzy. I don't know what happened. Oh, okay, hey, guys, I'm doing good. I just blacked out, and all of a sudden, someone's <laughs> blood's all over me. <laughs> I, 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 she I, told I, me I, she... She said she wanted to see my manager. I blacked out, and I don't remember what happened. I blacked after out, and all of a sudden, her head's rolling across the floor. I don't know what. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I look, man. I didn't know what was happening. I just, I, I just, I just blinked, and suddenly, just, just body parts everywhere. And then all of a sudden, there's like a jazz drum background. It's really weird. But she wasn't asking for the manager anymore. So you know what? I was doing pretty good. <laughs> We have a wonderful show laid out for you today. We got Simulcast to talk about. We have uh, Simon Pause to talk about. We got some it's a, it's a little bit of news to talk about. And, of course, we have our featured anime of the podcast to talk about. Uh, so I think we're all ready to get started and just get this show on the road and just power through this. Am I right? Aw. Uh, yes. All right. Sure. Yeah, I think we're good to go. Uh, in terms of Cybercast, let's talk about some Cybercast. Season is <laughs> season is almost done. Uh, we'll be doing our uh, season awards next episode. Awards, um, yeah. Uh, we'll be doing them next next episode. Uh, with with, uh, with that being said, is there anything anyone wants to talk about for Cybercast? As some shows are just almost done. Yes. I know right. what he's going to talk about. Yeah, I know what Josh wants to talk about, so Josh, what do you want to talk about? Ladies and gentlemen, people who watch the podcast, watch Kaguya-sama Love is War Season 2. Please. Just sit down, take like four hours, four hours out of your schedule. Just, Less than that. No, just watch that, it. But probably about three just, and a half. Spencer, shut your mouth, I will shoot you. <laughs> Just, I'm agreeing with you, you fuck. Just, just please watch it. It is the best season. I know there's only two, but this is just the best season yet of Out Kaguya. of the two seasons, this is easily <laughs> the best one. It, it is just, it's spectacular. Every single episode somehow manages to trump itself and just be even better than the last one. Because you guys know every time you go into my chat, all you see is, listen, guys, I know I say this every week, but Kaguya-sama is amazing. 
And when it's we get ba- to basically the whenever whenever he pops into the Discord on Saturday afternoon, we know exactly what he's getting into. And when yeah. once we do the awards, my awards are all gonna be for Kagi. Biggest disappointment, Kagi. Kagi Asama. Because it was, it, I was disappointed that it was just too amazing. Worst anime, Kaguya. Best anime, Kaguya. Guilty pleasure, Kaguya. But no, honestly, just in the latest episode, episode 11, is by far the greatest episode of the entire series so far. It's just spectacular. Uh, you know it's good because it trended on Reddit. So oh, is that... Did it? Yeah. It, it was spectacular. Yeah, so... Yu Ishigami closes his eyes, part three. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. I love Ooh. the Ooh. Ishigami. We get gonna, the Ishigami stuff, dude. It, it gonna fuck you up, because I know what's happening. I know what's up. Ooh. It's so good, man. Uh, this whole season, the opening is amazing, the ending is amazing. Just, oh. Daddy Daddy Do is good. I do like it. However, I have a... I still have a big soft spot for Love Dramatic, personally. Filth. You are filth. Yeah, I can't believe I had you over to my house last weekend. I can't believe I even let you exist in this world anymore. Wow. I am the Thunder God. I will... Wow. Wow. Somebody's taking his blaze blue a bit too seriously. (laughs) But no, anyways, just watch Kaguya, dude. That's, That's all there is to really say. Watch Kaguya. Nice to know. Because uh, so, uh, uh, some people, like myself, need to watch it. Some people, like Shane, need to watch it. So we need to fucking get on that. Anything else anyone wants to talk about? Uh, Jack sure. your shit, Chief. I want to talk about uh, that my life as a villainess is amazing. And you should fucking watch it. Please. I... It's getting a second season, and that's amazing. But motherfucker, I have been telling you every damn podcast how good this is. It's I was one villainous. of the most. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the most. I didn't. I said my life is a villainess, did I not? I, I yeah, did. I zone out. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's understandable. Most people that that don't like isekais will zone out because this is. But it's really good. Like it's it's surprisingly well written, well directed. The music's really good. The characters are fun, enjoyable, like kind of tropey, but like the fun tropey. Um, Katarina Kleiss is hilarious and probably one of the best female characters, strictly because of her it her intention being that she doesn't want to be a villain, but the way that she thinks about it is, like, so fucking backwards that she ends up, like, tripping into situations where she's not supposed to. It's it's funny. It's heartwarming. Like, it's a legitimately... Really, go watch it. So... Yes. I respect you as a human being. If you dare say anyone about Toru Honda is the best female character, I will end your existence. Dude, I haven't seen past episode one of Fruit's Basket, so... That's your loss. Exactly, so... Me and Shane have seen the light. Mm-hmm. Shane just doesn't watch anime anymore, apparently. Yeah, so. I've just... I've reached a new plane of existence. <laughs> Shane, Shane doesn't watch anime. Instead, he 
you know, is, he like is a, the, he no, he is like a normal anime. person. <laughs> Shane is the, Shane has become the anime. Yeah, I've just I've I've, I've just ascended. <laughs> Shane is beyond all mortal recognition. So what? Should we just like kick him from this podcast then? Yeah, you know I might as well just end it right now. Let's play the outro. Yeah. Thank you for listening yeah. to right. the good yeah. podcast. All right, all right. Like all right. Seen, I think it's yeah. see ya. Yeah. So simulcast. So simulcast. <laughs> now that so he's simul- gone, oh fuck, he's back. <laughs> Damn it. Um, and aside Kakushi from Goto. that, Kakushi Goto is tearing my heart out and stomping on it. But it's so funny and so well made that I'm kind of like they're they're stomping on it, but I'm kind of like. <laughs> what was that? I was like a, a a sad, hearty chuckle. Like I'm having fun with this, but you're destroying my heart. Please stop it. And everything else, I'm like fucking four episodes behind. I'm gonna need Shane's uh uh, uh Shonen Jump login because I'm like five chapters behind everything. Yeah, uh, terms of Simon Pubs, I am behind too. Uh, I don't know if Shane I am, is. I all I'm caught up on is One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I do have. Tell me about One Piece. Pub. No, let's Here let's let Josh oh, yes. talk. He has yes. to yes. yes. to discuss. Uh, I've been reading. Uh, we never learn because we are on currently the Furuhashi uh, route. It's hey. adorable. Uh, it's adorable. Hey. I love Furuhashi, and she's precious. And she's much better than Uruka. Fuck you, Shane. Uh, you can eat my ass. <laughs> nah. I'll pass. Thanks. But no, it's it's good. And then, apart from that, um, Komi-san is always great. Nagatoro is great. And Dress Up My Darling is always great. Everything's pretty great. Every Everything, honestly, lately has been pretty great, so... For manga, mm-hmm. thanks, writers. Manga, manga, the Japanese mangakua, mangakuga. So, Shane, One Piece, One Piece, <laughs> um, is good. <laughs> not much to report on. Uh, the infiltration of Kaido's castle is fully underway, so we're getting into like the real meat of the battles now for this, like final act it will only take 40 chapters it'll it'll keep going until like next year <laughs> we still won't be done wano fuck it fuck it don't you love that how uh fucking oda said that he was like yeah dress also was a bit too long i want to try to not do arcs that long anymore and then, wano. <laughs> and then wano happened and it's like never mind but there was a twist at the end of this chapter that i won't spoil for matt's sake but oh yeah, because I'm not caught up on One Piece. All I know is that right now it's really good. I'm also not caught up on Black Clover or My Hero or a bunch of other stuff. All I know is that My Hero is really good right now, mm-hmm. apparently. So that's... <laughs> I haven't read the newest chapter, but yeah, shit's getting crazy there. Yeah. Uh, that's all I know. That hey, shit's real good there. So I don't know where I left off. Uh... All I know, all I know, people are dead. That's all I know. Yes, that's where I, I'm pretty sure I said that's where I left off was where uh, Matt said, people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> people die. Okay. Shane. People die. Yes. 
I just saw an ad for some Demon Slayer pins, but specifically they are the the images of Zenitsu, Inosuke, and Tanjiro during the fucking Red Light District arc. Oh, when they're fucking... When, when they're dressed up as women. Mm. <laughs> My favorite. Uh, oh, dude, that arc is so fucking good. I can't wait for, the, for them to get to it. In the anime? Yeah. Whenever the movie comes out, which... You know, COVID will likely delay it. So, you know, I mean, they're saying October, but mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I mean, they haven't paid their taxes, but you know, (laughs) maybe them not paying their taxes will delay the movie, not COVID. (laughs) Fucking, fucking, yo, they got they got charged. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they had to pay their taxes. Finally, just imagine, yo, it's affordable. They'll find a way. Imagine being forced to pay your taxes only to continue to evade taxes. That's what though. No, that's what though. No, that's what we call a big brain move. That's a big brain move. Hoard your money until the government takes it from you. It's kind of a Chad. Your move. money. It's kind of a Chad move. Ufotable uh, walks up to fucking Shinzo Abe and is just like, "Excuse me, do you know what we did? We made motherfucking fate." <laughs> Fucking moon bows down to us. You know that it's like you know what we made a show that caused an a manga to sell forty five million copies in half a year. I think we and have a right to evade our taxes. And Shinzo Abe is just like yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking <laughs> of which, um, can I uh? Can you give me the the uh, phone number for Nintendo so I can come out of a giant Mario pipe in in Brazil and be like, "Hello, what are you doing the Olympics?" What? The f- what? Um, it's Did you one, not realize it's one eight hundred? Uh, you're an idiot. Also, sorry, it was South Korea, and yes. At the end of the Winter Olympics, Shinzo Abe came out of a Mario pipe with Pikachu and Mario people in costumes to announce that they have the next Olympics. Yeah. It was one of the most surreal experiences of my life watching that on TV. Yes. We have we have the next Olympics. <laughs> I don't know what actually. Konnichiwa. Olympics next deska. <laughs> Arigato Gozai Mask. You know, in our current political climate, that's pretty racist. <laughs> in our current political climate, I we do not condone the actions of Spencer Hill on this podcast. Time <laughs> out. It, it was not. It would have been a lot more racist if I had actually tried. Go Minnesai. I can't believe Wait. Spencer got blamed for Josh being racist. Yeah. <laughs> what am I? Hey, I'm just an innocent child. What are you talking? You about? are not. Shut. Uh, shut up. <laughs> I am just. I am just Babby. I am only 21 year old Babby. You no. Babby. I do not get Babby. to pull this fucking sweet summer just, child shit. I am just Babby. No. I'm just no, Babby. no. 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 Listen no, here, no, you no, daft no. cunt. <laughs> All right, motherfucker. You want to fucking die? Yeah, you wanna fucking go? Yeah, you wanna fucking go? Yeah, you wanna fucking go? Meet me, 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 me out back. Meet me outside the Arby's in like five minutes. Yeah, I'm the fucking Thunder God, dude. 
When you want to get an Arby's, do you want like some roast beef sandwiches or like? Fuck yeah, let's go get some like beef and cheddar. Yeah, classic. Yo, you want you want some uh, curly fries too? I thought. Oh hell yeah, we curly gotta get or... we gotta get curly fries. We go to Arby's. Come on, dude. I fucking love curly fries. Yeah, curly so fries good. delicious. Don't tell myself. Dude, oh, it's God. not. It's, it's, it's not. I'll put the curly fries, man. Dude, although, you know what? The fries are pretty good too. <laughs> He's called his do, I think, or whatever the fuck. No Coca Cola, ladies and gentlemen. Spencer Hill. We got him. It's because, well, <laughs> ladies it's and because, gentlemen, it's because I drink out of the side of the can. You better not spill on that laptop. Mm-mm. Yeah, you I'm want? Your, are you on your new laptop doing this? I am on. I'm. On, I'm on my new laptop doing this. this. Is, that Maybe. was a risky move. You could have. <laughs> you could have died. You could have incurred the wrath of me. Did you no. put that thing under warranty? Yes. Okay, good. No. <laughs> okay, right. but it came with I, a warranty. Uh, I it think came with like a, it comes with like a base one year warranty, but I didn't do any extended warranty. Uh, it's like 180 bucks for a Well, okay, warranty. Spencer, you know what you need to do? You need to take that whole bottle of Coke, just spill it all over the damn thing. Just, just, you, know, just, you need no. actually, actually, you need accidental if you were to spill coke on it. Whoops! I accidentally spilled my coke. Listen, I, accident- listen. I accidentally spilled my entire coke bottle onto this singular piece of the fucking. Yeah, we've had that happen before. Best we've had that happen listen, before. Listen, I was balancing a coke can on my like countertop, and I was like trying to shoot it with an air gun. Okay. And I accidentally, the bullet missed it, but then it ricocheted and hit the back of the Coke can, knocking it onto my laptop. Okay, honestly, I thought you were going to say the bullet ricocheted and hit my dad. <laughs> Happy Father's Day, Dad. <laughs> the bullet. It hit my dad, who then got hit in the eye and then and his died. Fla- no, and his flailing hit the Coke can into the wall and then into my laptop. So, yeah, that sounds believable. Oh, no. So we looking at like store credit or like a <laughs> now we'll just give you a new one. We'll just yeah. give you a new one. <laughs> so I think news. <laughs> I think it's time we move on. We have two pieces of news. <gasps> uh, yes, uh, contain contain your excitement. We have so much, dude. Uh, I can't believe how much news we've got. Yeah, We're we got be two here forever. Count them. Two. It too. Uh, both of which are announcements um, of new anime. The first one is an is a, of a manga that and uh, uh, that I that I've seen a lot of people wa- <laughs> a lot of people wanting one, but I uh, wanted an adaptation of. But uh, uh, I don't think any of us here have actually read it, and that's Tokyo Revengers. Nope, haven't read um, it. I've heard many yeah. things about it though. Yeah, Tokyo Avengers, so let's read on. An official website opened on Friday to announce that Ken Wakui's uh, Tokyo Revengers manga is getting a television anime adaptation in 2021. The website revealed a teaser video and teaser visual illustration. Uh, the Kodasha Comics is publishing the manga digitally in English, and here is the story. Watching the news, Takamichi Hanagaki learns that his girlfriend from way back in middle school, Hinata Tachibana, has died. The <gasps> only girlfriend he has ever, ha- ever had was just killed by a villainous group known as the Tokyo Manji Gang. He lives in a crappy apartment with thin walls, and his six years year younger boss treats him like an idiot. Plus, he's a complete and total virgin. At the height of his rock bottom life, he suddenly time he suddenly time leaps 12 years back into his middle school days. To save he 
Hinata and to change the life he spent running away. Hopeless part-timer Takamichi must aim for the top of Kanto's most sinister delinquent gain. So pretty much <laughs> it's erased. It's erased, but instead of instead of a mystery, it's a fucking gain war. So uh, uh, he, he jumps back in time and becomes an even bigger virgin. Okay, here's <laughs> a time. Is it going to be like a race where they get cucked at the end? Uh, is, I, don't, is, I don't. I don't know. All I know is that apparently it's badass and a P and fucking. Do you want to? You, if you want to see a delinquent gain, fucking have dope bash shonen fights. You got that. So, but does it have Ashi Kung Fu Generation doing an incredibly catchy OP that will be in every single Try Not to Sing or Dance anime edition from here until the end of time? I mean that I mean we don't know who's doing the show yet. So uh, there is no word. There is no word on who is doing the on who on who's doing uh, the show. As well, we have no word on director or writer. Although from what I have been reading, is likely going to be Leiden Films doing the adaptation. Of course. So it's probably going to be Leiden Films. Uh, so this yeah. <laughs> this sounds like then yeah this sounds like something they would do. Um, so. In any case, look forward to Tokyo Revengers. I've been reading to read the manga for this for like fucking a while, so I, you know, so hopefully this actually gets me to like actually read it because I've heard it's very, very good, um, and I'm surprised it's getting an adaptation because it's one of those ad that it's one of those adaptations that people weren't sure if they were going to do it because the, the the big thing with the manga and this is the big reason why i think some pe that there's been t <laughs> there's been some tentative uh un like uneasiness into adapting it is that japan has strict laws on showcasing minors smoking and this series has a fuck ton of that um, jojo's bizarre adventure censoring did someone say yeah, so get ready, so, and like all the major characters are underage and they all smoke, so get ready for a bunch of black boxes, bruh. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, Why is so Japan so like picky about the weirdest things? Like, hey, we can show like a whole bunch of tits and everything, but god forbid they smoke. Oh god, oh god. <laughs> well, because if they're, if they're underage and they're smoking, that's bad. That's bad. Because morality. Well, yeah, because especially like every single show you see, like when people underage start drinking, it's like. They're not underage. This isn't alcohol for good it, boys and girls. It, no, it's, it's, it's just juice. It's just getting drunk off of juice, bruh. It's Don't worry, juice. guys. It's just combustible water. <laughs> oh, Japan. To this we day, love you. still one of the greatest jokes I've ever heard. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, fuck but yeah, to yeah, Tokyo Revengers is coming. Uh, so get ready for that. Speaking of uh, speaking of stuff that's also covered, yo, Shane Spencer, uh -huh. y'all are fans of Bungo Stray Dogs, correct? Oh, shit. Yes, some might say <laughs> I'm a fan of BSD. Yes, well, it well there is a new Bungo Stray Dogs anime coming, but it's not exactly what y'all expected it would be. It's not a season yes, it's four, definitely not. <laughs> It's season four, uh, so let's read on. Kanakawa announced on Friday that Kanako's Bungo Stray Dogs 1, which is the spin-off manga uh, for the Bungo Stray Dogs franchise, is inspiring a television anime. Kanako drove the below illustrations of the anime announcement. Uh, for those 
uh, the uh, uh, Bungo Stray Dogs One is a comedy spinoff manga based on Kafki Asagini's and Sanga Hurukawa's Bungo Stray Dogs manga that's supposed to be manga's characters in SD form in comedic gag scenes. It's pretty much a fucking Attack uh, on Titan Junior High situation where it's just it's basic. It's basically the gag version of Bungo Stray Dogs. So that I mean, is what the Kai Quartet is good. So I assume this could be good too. It's no word on who is on um, who's doing it either. So I'm going to assume like, bones. It's going to be kind of like Isekai Quartet then, where it's just, yeah, pretty much. I'm going to assume it's bones doing this. I um, would man, so, and not I'll like bones. We gave it to Mappa. <laughs> oh, Spencer and Mappa. Imagine, a fucking imagine Bungle Stray Dogs also goes to Mappa. Mappa's just like what. To be fair, though, I like Bones more than Mappa, so I actually don't want it to leave Bones. So okay, that's yeah, just Bones is Bones just ha- like that's because Bones has fucking history. Mob Psycho One Hundred history and Full Metal Alchemist and Bungo Stray Dog has history. Kill Tuesday, dude. Mappa's been out for a long time too, man. Not really. They've only been out for like. Spencer's going to say like ten years. No, ten years. not ten years. I, th- I think maybe like eight, twelve, eight. I think it was like two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand twelve. They came out. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. Uh, so. But yeah, Bungle Stray Dogs is coming back. It's not a season four, but hopefully, if it does, but like, hey, it's something. That means that there's interest in doing more. So. And hey, if that makes money, Japan likes money. Yo, if it makes money, then season four is probably happening. Exactly, it like money, dude. All I know is that Shane wasn't a huge fan of season three, so... The beginning, at least. It got better in the second half, but it yeah, took a while fan. to get going. When they started to actually do the stuff that was canon, it's pretty crazy how good that stuff is. Mm-hmm. Since when was Shane the fan of anime? Oh yeah, Shane doesn't watch anime anymore. I forgot about that. Yeah, remember? Yeah, Shane just doesn't watch anime anymore. Did you guys like miss the entire Shane becomes like sentient arc? No, I did. Yeah. No, I, I, oh, no, I was there. I just forgot. I've gained sentience. Shane, what, what's going to happen is that by the next podcast, Shane is going to become the podcast himself, and he'll just <laughs> upload it without needing to record with us, fucks. Yeah, yeah I will integrate directly with the channel. He just no. knows exactly what we're going to say. It's like the Matrix. He just, I knew he was going to say that. He just plugs in straight to the Matrix. I mean, okay. you guys already, you already know what I'm going to say, Kaguya. So. Yeah, okay. every Saturday afternoon at around like 1.30 p.m. I'm going to say an anime, and I want to see if Shane can guess the anime I'm thinking of right now. I'll give you a hint. It's an anime that only me and Matt watched. Mm-hmm. Only you what? two. Hmm. Well, what, yeah, what am I thinking of? I really enjoyed it. Matt also enjoyed it, so that really doesn't help. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Fuck it. Uh, Scissor 7. Scissor. You know, Matt hasn't seen that. Yeah, I know. I'm not I'm not doing this. It's Hakata Tenkatsu Ramens. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. Akata Tokonsu Ramens, the show that bombed in Japan, so... Because Japan is stupid and doesn't... <laughs> See what I mean? Spencer, racist. There's that is. 
yo, there's like a moth that's flying around my basement. So if you hear me like smacking at something, it's I'm trying to kill a bug. <laughs> if I hear Spencer fucking die, then just the moth got yeah, him. Yeah, it was the moth got him. Mm-hmm. Moth cycle 100. Moth man, moth man. Uh, Fuck off. I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> so, featured anime. So, all right, let's talk about our featured anime at the podcast, which was chosen via meta. Thank you, Shane. Uh, yeah, good job, Shane. Uh, thank you, Shane. Uh, and we are, and uh, so for our featured anime of the podcast, we are doing um, a show, our, our very recent show, show that it, that aired last year, um, but didn't hit Netflix here in the in Canada, <coughs> Netflix jail jail until I want to say around March. It was March, yeah. Um. So and so we are covering the 2019. Um, dr- uh, uh, drama series B Stars, directed by Shinichi Matsumi and written by Nanami Higuchi, Studio Orange, um, and it aired for twelve episodes from October eighth, twenty nineteen, to December twenty sixth, twenty nineteen, and it's currently licensed by Netflix, and you can go watch it on Netflix, um, in both sub and dub, as well as a variety of other languages in the description below. Uh, and no Netflix, I will not skip the opening. Don't tell me to skip the intro, you motherfucking piece of shit. Uh, uh, Beastars is set in a world of civilized anthropomorphic animals. There is a def- uh, and, uh, where, uh, and there is a cultural divide between carnivores and herbivores. Obviously, uh, herbivores and carnivores, there's a lot of racial tension there. They don't really get along very well for obvious reasons. Um, one day at, a, at, at the uh, at, at the school of Cherryton Academy, a uh, no, an alpaca is brutally murdered. We don't know by who, but some well, but they, but it's very expected that a carnivore devoured him. Uh, this he was a member of the drama club, which sends ripples across the drama club and the school. The school. Our main focus is on a gray wolf named Lagoshi, who is a who, unlike most gray wolves, is timid, quiet, and kind of. You know, keeps to himself and is not really that outgoing. He doesn't like to bear his fangs, so to speak. He doesn't like to uh, showcase his uh, feral, carnivorous side very much as a way to fit in. One day, he comes across a young, small, a small, a small dwarf rabbit named Haru, which unlocks some complicated instinctual feelings as well as own personal feelings as he navigate, you know, as he navigates his life around the school while at the same time also. Trying, trying to figure out maybe who murdered, uh, mur- and murdered his fellow classmate. Beastars is a fascinating series that I don't think we've covered anything quite like this before. No, so I'm I gonna, don't think so. I'm gonna start with the one who met in this show. That's Shane. How did you? What did you think of Beastars, Shane? Yo, Beastars fucking rules, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like right. It's just. If you look at it on the surface, it's just a really well-produced show with really great characters and visuals, and it has a great thought-provoking storyline about, you know, racial prejudice. <laughs> yeah. I think I think this show, especially with everything that's going on in the world right now, is very relevant because of those themes of discrimination and prejudice. And I think that makes yeah. it stand out more than a lot of shows that we've covered before. Mm-hmm. And of course, it, you know, they use 
anthropomorphized animals to discuss the topic, but it works because it makes it more universal for people to understand. Because you know how people can be dumb and racist. <laughs> and lack brain cells. Yeah. yeah. But then you look, it, like, it has those great themes and it's very relevant, but it also has really well-defined characters that are a joy to follow throughout the show, specifically the leads, Legoshi and Haru. Their relationship yeah. is what drives the entire series, and it develops really thoughtfully throughout the entire show. And then by <clears> the <throat> end, it's like, it kind of does a complete 180 from where it starts, but it's, it's for the better. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what did you think of Beastars? I thought it was pretty good. Mm. One I of, mean, one of you is going to say furry bait. I just know it. Um, I thought it was pretty good, honestly. Like Shane said, it really does a great job at tackling the very sensitive issues of racial divide. Mm-hmm. Which is, honestly, if, currently, especially in the States, is a very, very ongoing political situation right now. And it was just, it was very well done. It was a good show. Uh, the characters were all relatable. Jack was an absolute bro. Jack, more Jack people, man. More people need to be more, more people need to be like Jack. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Absolute bro. But uh, really good. The opening slaps. Oh, we'll absolute get to that. fucking banger. But yeah. as Matt said, we'll get to that. Because the opening also has a lot of significance to the story. But no, I, I enjoyed it. I was uh, very, very enjoyed with this. It was good. I. Spencer? So I had already seen this show. I had already watched it illegally uh, before it came to Netflix in its native Japanese. But I had never uh, listened to the dub before. I've, I'd have i heard that Jonas Scott, the voice of Lagoshi, absolutely knocks out of the park. I, uh, uh, ben Diskin was in it. He plays Jack. Um, and a bunch of semi-old-school semi voice actors versus some the scene. Um, and I, all I had heard was that, like, it's one of the best dubs you'll hear in a, in a long time. And I can safely say that they were not lying. This dub is outstanding, and the show itself never ceases to amaze me how Studio Orange can take CG and in any format and just play with our expectations. And the best thing about Studio Orange and CG in general is that Beastars, much like Land of Illustrious, Studio Orange doesn't shoot their anime like anime, if that makes sense. You should never shoot CG like an anime, because it doesn't work. That third dimension doesn't work when you're shoot when your shot composition so that is based off of 2D models. They shoot it like a like a live action show. They shoot it like it's people. And because of that, you get really interesting uh uh decisions in the cinematography and the direction and all that. It's a surprise. It's not furry bait. It has heart to it and these characters are enjoyable. It's one of the most surprising anime I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, fucking, so B, uh, B stars, uh, fucking whips. I loved this shit. Uh, this was awesome. Uh, it, 
No, it's one of those shows that uh, it's one of those shows that quietly sneaks up on you with how good it is. Because when it's like it's like it starts strong, and in my opinion, just gets better as the show goes on. Um, and just as you think, and as I think about it more, the better it gets. It's one of those. It's one of those where the more I think about it, the more I like it. Which is, I think, is a which is a good thing. I love shows like that that I can just keep thinking about them and I will find new things to love about it. Because I'll just be like, because I'll just I'll just be sitting down. I'll be like, man, that one shot from B Stars, that shit was good. Because um, there's some good shit in this, um, and I'm very and. Uh, and I and I'm excited uh, that I'm really excited for whenever more comes out of it, and also like, and and also hopefully the fact that it's furry bait does not make people fucking not watch this because it's more than for just furry bait. Uh, it's more than that. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out. So let's talk about let's talk about some episode. Let's talk about some of our favorite episodes of this of the show because there's a couple of contenders here. Uh, let's start with Josh. Sure. Uh, which episode impressed you the most out of the 12 that we got? I've this? said this clearly. Uh, I said once I watched it, I personally think episode six is my favorite. Episode six. Okay. It just does a great job. And <sighs> it just does a great job at a look of society where I think my favorite scene in the entire episode was when Legacy realized all being a, an adult means is just numbing yourself to the pains of the outside world and just accepting it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why the hell is it like that? You get a look into Legoshi trying to battle his nature with uh, Gojin, who is a pretty, pretty fucking badass panda, if I may say. This panda, bruh. Dude, he's so fucking, he's so <laughs> fucking cool. He has a bamboo crossbow. He's fucking awesome. <laughs> we'll get to the bamboo crossbow. But no, yeah. it was just, I think it was a really, really great character episode for Legoshi. Yeah. And just a really good look at society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good episode. Spencer? Uh, I'm going to go with, let me get the actual title real quick. Scroll down. I am going with, with episode 11, To the Neon District. That's my choice as well. Uh, episode 11, To the Neon District. Hmm. Oh, mainly... Mainly for that uh, fight with the Shishigumi boss, because yes. oh, 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 oh. Um, I did not expect that B Stars would have something as badass as that. But it, can we ooh. can we just talk about how the show has a singular teenager taking down an entire criminal organization? Hey, not a singular no. teenager. There's a panda. There's Go a panda man. There's a panda Go with a crossbow. And he's and he's got a scar over like his left eye, and he's got an eye patch. And pandas are actually extremely strong in the animal kingdom. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just they're just they just eat bamboo. Which, which, yeah, they by just the way, bamboo. is voiced by uh, is voiced by Keith Silverstein. Yep. In- I'm, I, yeah, it was Keith Silverstein. I could tell that with the first two seconds when I heard his voice. I'm, yep. like, that, I'm like, that's Magneto with a gun. That's Magneto with a gun. <laughs> Um, but episode 11 has that, that entire, uh, fight, Mm -hmm. that entire storming the base with Legoshi and how he, he, he like, in order to defeat this and save Haru, he needs to activate his instinct 
and like actually become a carnivore and stop trying to hide uh, push everything back <clears throat> and goheen is just like an absolute tank and like, motherfucker is just a panda just a giant panda but he's like mm-hmm. as we learned in episode six he's like yeah uh i don't eat meat i eat uh i subside uh on bamboo, bamboo. on bamboo on bamboo I've decided not to eat meat, and look at how ripped I got. And then he's like, oh, shit, okay. Um, like, okay I'm not going to fuck with this guy. I don't want to. All right. Um, I will interrupt you because I have breaking news. Breaking um, news. Wait, one breaking second, news. Breaking news on during podcast. the discussion. From Netflix Canada, from June, <laughs> starting on June 25th. 20 films from the legendary anime house Studio Ghibli are coming to Netflix there in Canada. We we're proud to be with stuff like Spirited Away. My, my na- the, the ones coming are Nausicaa, The Valley of the Wind, Castle in the Sky, My Neighbor Toro, Kiki's Delivery Service, Only Yesterday, Porco Rosso, Ocean Rames, Palm Poco, Whisper the Heart, Princess Mononoke, My Neighbors the Yamadas, Spirited Away, Cat Returns, Howl's Moving Castle, Tales from Earthsea, Ponyo, Secret World of Arietti, From Up on Poppy Hill, Tale of Princess Kaguya, When Morning Was There, and on August 1st, Wind Rises is coming to Netflix. Damn. So it's pretty much their entire catalog outside of ones that, outside of like Grave of the Fireflies. I'm kind of sad that we don't get Grave of the Fireflies. That's because it's owned by Sentai. Sentai. We fucking get Porco Rosso, dude. So I know the most underrated Ghibli film, in my opinion, is Porco so, Rosso. So I know that uh, Sports Month starts next podcast, and Matt has can a pick. Do, but can we do Ghibli Month now? Can we do Ghibli Month? No. I'm okay with Ghibli Month, dude. No. Not getting food wars. Fuck off, Spencer. I I get one month. Okay. <laughs> I get one month. Where we have the ability to maybe have we a We already fucked over anime. Josh. Might as well fuck over the next guy. I was going to say, you guys cards. fucked me over with Food Wars. That isn't fucking cards. Cards isn't a sport. It's a game. Spencer, <laughs> just accept your fate. <laughs> you can't escape crossing fates. We're doing, we're doing Ghibli Month. I'll figure it out. I'll figure that out. Uh, fucking episode 11. Uh, it's really good. I fucking love this. Uh, specifically, specifically for two mo- for the two two moment of uh, actually three moments. The fight with the uh, uh, Shishigumi boss because that shit was mm-hmm. lit. When Luis shot the fucking boss in the head, in the fucking brain. <laughs> oh, he just tapped his ass. and then he start. He just blasted, dude. He started blasting. He just plap plap. He just, he just blasted. Blasted. He and just then I started blasting. blasting. He just started blasting. Uh, I thought uh, he just walked up to him and is just like, "Yeah, bye." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Oh and wait, then, breaking you know, news! Right from an hour ago, because this is an anime, but also not an anime. Uh, motherfucking Avatar: The Last Airbender and the Legend of Korra characters are coming to Smite. What the fuck? Okay, whatever. Uh, fuck yeah. it. <laughs> oh, fuck it, I don't care. Uh, second, and, and fucking third thing, uh, and fucking third thing is everything with Legoshi and Haru in this episode. Really they great. almost oh, yeah. fuck. They almost fuck, but they, but they can't. They they can't stop themselves from 
uh, holding back their instincts. Uh, one of them wants to be eaten, the other one wants to eat. Um, Puss. Which... <laughs> eat that meat. Eat the eat, 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 slob that meat. That's what that Listen, is. Listen, I want to eat your pussy. <laughs> and Just then she's like, please, eat my pussy. <laughs> That's that, that's exactly okay. how it went. That's but that's my arm. Exactly. So, but it's Sorry. actually my arm you're gonna eat. Jokes on you. That's not my. Yeah, it's p- a metaphor for pussy. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. Stop. Yeah, but it's really good. I fucking there's a lot of good. The, the, this episode's good shit. Uh, Shane, which one's your favorite episode? Yo, episode four whips, dude. <laughs> <laughs> episode four. Yeah. Episode four. This is the um. This is the, the episode, episode where. Yeah. This is the episode where um, oh, yeah. Bill takes Pretty over cool, for yeah. Louie in the play, and then Legoshi gets involved, and it's essentially the entire episode is built around Legoshi and Bill's conflicting ideologies on what it means to be a predator, because yep. Bill is a carnivore, and he wears it on his sleeve. He carries around fucking rabbit blood in a vial. He's like, yo, I got this doping agent. It whips, dude. <laughs> and then Legoshi's like, why the fuck would you do that? That's disgusting. And it's like, it's interesting to see the conflicting ideologies and see that Legoshi really is a special case in this world. Because most carnivores, sure, they try to keep their instincts intact, but they don't, you know, they don't go around eating herbivores out in public unless, you know, their urges take over them. Bill's like, dude, you're a carnivore, you should embrace it. It's where you came from. It's your heritage. Why would you? Why would you say no to that? And Lego, she's like, I just, I, I don't want to hurt people. And and then obviously that culminates in the fight on stage, which the crowd's like, Yo, this is what the fuck is this play? It's so good. <laughs> Meanwhile, Yo, they're real beating blood? the shit out of each other. Is that blood? Yo, that's <laughs> sick. And it's like, it's it's cool to see the real-world ideologies that exist in this universe carry over into the atru- actual theatrical portions of the show. Because it's something we haven't even mentioned yet. It's yeah. like, this show is really based around theater, because that's the entire premise, is that these animals go to this school for theater and other things. But it mostly focuses on the theater club. And mm-hmm. it's interesting to see that real world side carry over into what is essentially a performance. And then Louis gets involved and he's like, yo, bitch, stop that shit. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you, you fucking idiots better smarten the fuck up or I swear to God, I will turn this car smart, around smart right the now. Smarten the fuck up or I'll beat the shit out of both of you. I will turn this car around right now, young man. Yeah, I also and think it, it's... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Matt. Okay, go ahead. What? I, I, I said go ahead. But, oh, okay. Um... I also think it's really interesting, though, how Bill isn't necessarily wrong. He's not a bad guy. In no, fact, he just he, he just sees it a different way. In mm-hmm. fact, he's he just believes that you are who you are, and it's not worth it to really try to hide that. Mm-hmm. But he also wants carnivores to be seen as something bigger than just a carnivore. That's why he wants to act and he wants to show his his colors and his pride is because he wants to be seen as an actor, not just a carnivore. Not and as a killer. We're not just about the meat, you know. And Yeah, we're all about that, the pussy. Okay, and that kind of idea 
really re- resonates. Like the reason why it focuses on the drama club is stated in the first episode is that the drama club is the only place where carnivores and herbivores actually intermingle um, in clubs in school. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, episode four rules and it shows that anything that involves theater is going to have some of the best fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Action yeah, and, and this in this episode also has some of the best direction and cinematography in the entire show. Like that little skirmish between Bill and Legoshi while they're practicing, the way the camera moves and how snappy it is. Oh, that's what the show. Even though this show's not an action show, there's good action scenes in this. There's some well choreographed Dude. action, or or just that shot of Louis's hand being outstretched towards Legoshi. Uh-huh. Uh, fucking, the blocking in that shot yeah oh my god so, so good. good all right all right let's talk about characters by the way okay who doesn't have legoshi um i don't Listen, th- i think i think everyone's got legoshi if legoshi didn't exist i would say it would be jack but Legoshi exists, and he's an amazing character. I love Legoshi. I think he's an amazing character. I think he's the big reason why this show works as well as he does. And he, oh, uh, fucking, and I love, and I absolutely love how like how relatable he is. He's just an awkward fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just an- I I can't remember which episode it's from, but it's the scene where him and Haru have kind of their lunch date, and he's just like, trying to do so- casual conversation. His his head, he's like, oh god, oh god. Like, oh god. What do I do? What, do, what how do I? How do I, say this? Uh, I don't do you name. How do you ask someone's name? Uh. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, hmm. Like yeah, that's relatable. Oof. Because yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's like, wait, I don't even know her name. I don't know her name. What the fuck? Like, what's, wrong what's with your me? name? I was like, how do I ask someone what's the name? Fuck off. Fucking, fucking, um, but yeah, I absolutely love Legoshi as a character. I think he's great. He's a lot of, there's a lot of depth to him, and there's, he's a very three-dimensional lead, like, and that's what makes him interesting, is that whenever he's on screen, he, that he basically carries the entire show. He commands he, the scene when he is present. Yeah. Literally, too, because he's so big and so, like, towers over a lot of the cast. Mm-hmm. So, because he's a gray wolf and he's, like, seven feet tall over the fuck. He's a big um, boy. And he's Cadus a big lupus. boy. He's a Cadus Lupus. Fucking, yeah. Legoshi's my favorite character in the show. He's like, a doggo. He's Legoshi, a good doggo. If it wasn't for Legoshi, I'd say. Jack. Jack, yeah, I, think, I like Jack a lot. I'd say Louie. Yeah, I'd say Louie. I agree with that. Louis. Probably Louie. Like one of the other two leads is probably like, it's literally also, just like Before and then we go on. What? Before we go on. Hey, Netflix. <laughs> Our name is Haru, not Hal. And his <laughs> name is Louie, not Rui. <laughs> what the fuck? You got everything else perfect but you fuck up on the name <laughs> how oh she's not a fucking space terminal <laughs> i'm sorry a, a i'm sorry Legoshi. i can't let you do that <laughs> i'm sorry Legoshi. i can't let you do that <laughs> fuck it i'm <sighs> fuck it uh but but yeah it's fine Legoshi. now v-stars got a massive cast and a mm-hmm. massive cast so let's talk about characters that we're not so fond of 
Shane. It's fucking Juno. Yeah. Juno's just home wrecking piece of shit. I remember I liked Juno at first. And she's then I, I I was like, hey, she's kind of cute. Watch the next episode. After that, I'm like, never mind. Home wrecking <laughs> piece of shit. Jealous little bitch. And it's like, I, if it was a one-time thing, it's like, oh, I have a crush on this guy. And then she sees, oh, he's interested in someone else. Okay, I can let it go. It would I be respect fine. you as a human the being fact that respect she, your emotions. The fact <laughs> that all the way through to the very end, she's still on it. And she even pulls him away at the festival to try and hop on that dick. <laughs> like, fuck off. Is it with both gray wolves? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yes. Sorry. That one. Okay. Her. Yes. Her. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of the freaking of the other bitch. Uh, the fucking Harlequin rabbit. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. She, oh, her. Yeah. yeah. She's a she's a bitch, too. Never mind. No, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I at first I was like, you know, oh, she's yeah. I, I can see a, a a relationship kind of forming if it wasn't for the bunny girl. Um, and then she just look. Oh, she does not dream of bunny girl senpai uh, or kohai. No senpai. She's a year no. Old. Yeah, she's a senpai. She's a year old. Senpai. Um, but yeah, no. That last episode, I was like, "You son of a bitch!" This bitch do you needs know, to back the fuck up. Do you want to know what what show does a good version of that? Like, I'm never gonna give up. Kind what? of sing fucking yesterday. sing yesterday. Sing yesterday does a really good rendition of that trope. One what else does a really good job though. Haru is never enjoyable, given. and I love her. She's great. Listen, all I'm saying is the best version of doing that, like the never giving them up, is Rick Astley's never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. down. He's never going to run around and desert you. Hey, Shane. Mm -hmm. Watch the podcast, chat. What? I'm. I'm... (laughs) There he goes. What the fuck was that for, you shithead? He started. Hey, Matt, Matt, kick him for abusing his powers. All right. There. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now you need to. Now you need to. Oh. <laughs> Shane, should just, Shane should just mute him. So Spencer can't be heard on the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's true. I can't. Yeah, fuck okay, Ju- bye. Yeah, yeah, fuck, yeah, but yeah, fuck Juno. I, I don't know. I liked her at first, and then stuff, and then that shit happened with Louie, and I'm just like, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, I, told, I warned you. <laughs> Because I she thought she was cute. Life. I thought she was cute at first. I thought she was cute, and then other things happened, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, no, never mind." Ew. Uh, all right, um, fuck it. All right, uh, fuck it. Let's talk about let's talk more about uh, what else is in the show. Animation. Like, yeah. Animation. Yeah. Studio Orange is the best. Uh, they are a special studio. Mm-hmm. You like they, CD? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I do. We well, have when, CG for you, Astoria Orange. Yeah, when it's done, when it's done well, I like this. Keep in mind, uh, Orange has only done two 
fucking shows that are not co-productions, and it's this and Land of the Lustrous, and already they have a better catalog than like ninety percent of mm-hmm. fucking anime studios. It's ridiculous. Yeah, if you were impressed with the short bursts of action that were present in this show, watch Land of the Lustrous. <laughs> fucking, that's pretty man. That's yeah. Fucking, fucking, like fucking. I but I really love what they did with. Um, Orange. Oh, oh, what Orange did here. I, I, yes, I do love what they did with Orange. I love what orange. they did here. I really love I what they like did the here. Because, too. Yeah, because Beastars is... It, Beastars is CG, but it's CG in a way that's like really smart and intelligent. And it's not completely CG either. There's 2D animation in here, too. And it's really good 2D animation. And when it's... And, like, I love how it represents, like, Lagoshi's internal instincts as, like, this, as, like, a... Fucking like, and not, not, I I love how it represented. That's so like fucking in like in like that weird like two D almost like scratchy animation. That's really cool. Um, and then you get a bunch of other sequences that are real that like like a lot of experimental sequences that are really great. I know the, the one with Haru. I know is what you're the, referring to. The one in Har with Haru in episode six is mm-hmm. so fucking good that it's like it, bl- it blew my mind like i've already i'd always seen it going into the show but list actually watching it in context made mm-hmm. it even better um and there's and it was just like this sh- the show's animation and lighting and blocking is so good it's leagues above every other cg show and it's like absolutely amazing uh fuck it it's fucking it it's a fu- it's a fucking like fucking I, I I'd go so far as to say honestly that it's fucking groundbreaking. Actually, yeah, yeah, uh, I can agree with that. Yeah, like it's like like fucking uh, like everyone else take notes. Studio Orange is like above and beyond everyone. Like else if you want to do CG, this is how you do it. Yeah, like Berserk this is how. 2016. You... Yeah, <laughs> talking to you, Berserk. Talking to you, Berserk. 2016. Fucking Beastars is good, and Beastars looks really good. Uh, fucking Shane, you have anything to say on how this show looks? Oh. Well said. <laughs> I mean, like, they're cut above, like, right? Like, there's no other studio that does CG even half as good as this. <laughs> with the way they use the camera in conjunction with the animation and the cinematography and the choreography actually, and everything. Like, this is how you take full advantage of 3D I, animation. I will inject there is one studio that does CG really well. Which one's that? A little one called uh, Ufotable. <laughs> Demon Slayer has a lot of CG in it, you know. Yeah, this is still better, though. Yeah, I, I definitely prefer to, uh, if I can, I definitely prefer Orange's CG. Um, I think the thing that makes Orange's CG impressive is the fact that they took a show that... I mean, Land of the Lust just works better in CG because, you know, the gems. Uh, but, like, um, Beastars is a show that you would not... Th- that that otherwise you would not think would do well in in, in CG, and they make it work. Um, you would not... They, like, this is a kind of show that, that, the, that CG was not, like, the first... You would not be your first choice for it. Um, but it looks really well for it, and it looks fantastic. Um, and it's, like, one of the... It's a kind of... Like and like the way they use the colors and the cinematography, particularly the cinematography in the show is really, really, really good. Um, and like and like it because it's based around theater, the entire show is 
looks like a theater play, and whenever a character is on, mm-hmm. the, it ha- there's literally spotlights on characters whenever yeah. they're the focus, and I love that. Like that's like that's really clever, and it's it, and like I, I all the props to Sinichi Matsumi for just killing it in the directing department because he fucking just oh, yeah. owns this entire series. Um, also, storyboarding and framing is also really well done. Like there are yeah. some really great shots in the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fucking just really great. Uh, one of my one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, like some of my just my favorite shot. I also love how this show does like multiple conversations because it does like the whole like two like a uh, fucking it does does split screen a lot, but it does it really mm-hmm. well. Like there's a lot of really good split screening. Um, anything uh, anything else the animation people want to bring up or? I uh, just oh I. I brought it up when I watched the first episode, but let's talk about the beginning of the first episode in its use of shadows and uh, darkness. And it's the only time they do it in the entire show. Yep. I mean, doesn't take away from it being amazing to look it, at. It's really clever, though. Yeah. Uh, animals, some animals, have night, have night vision. They can see in the dark. Other animals can't. So, to show that... When, in the opening scene, before the alpaca is, or llama is killed, he hides from his, um, what would you call it? Predator. Predator, yeah, predator's a good word for it. Predator in a, uh, a, uh. Lecture hall. Lecture hall. I haven't been in school for a while, and I, I, I'm still a bit out of it. Lecture all, thank you. But the show uses shadow by showing basically everything as black, except for the outline of the character being uh, a white kind of shade. Mm-hmm. And the use of shadow... Oh, okay. The Predator can see in the dark, so he doesn't. he's not really seen at all, one, to keep the mystery, but also because he can see... But the llama is like stumbling and then he accidentally steps on the clicker and it turns out that it's a lecture about um, cooperation between carnivores and and herbivores, which is, you know, ironic. ironic. But uh, the fact that like when it goes through slides, you have those like quick flashes of darkness and then it's illuminated again. It's really gorgeous to look at and it is a shame that it only uses it once. But you're right. It doesn't take a. It doesn't take away from the fact that it's a really clever use of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the show just looks good, dude. It just really looks good from the way that it kind of the the black market is always shown in kind of like a smoky haze. Like you can tell that the black market isn't is well a black market because it's never. It's not bright. It's not vibrant it's very subdued and smoky and the characters that that are there are often like they're they're dressed and they act differently than other people that that you see like in during like the 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 meteor fest that that kind of distinction between society in the sunlight and society and the moonlight is very interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Then, all right, anything else? Yeah, fuck the mayor. <laughs> fuck the mayor. <laughs> fuck, fuck the mayor. Fuck the mayor. Some shady ass shit. He's fuck shady it. ass shit, man. Fuck he, he, he's a, I got my fans removed so I can be more personable. I'm like, you, you, I don't trust you. But he's like, oh, one of, one of the local high school students has been kidnapped by this criminal organization. Well, no one needs to know about this. I think he's working with them. Yeah. I, that's so my too. theory. I think he's it's, working with them. It's, it's, a, a conspiracy. it's a conspiracy. Also, that's why the, the mayor is voiced by Billy Kamitz. Ah, nice. It's nice to see him in everything now. Um, uh, fucking, uh, all right. Anything else people want to talk about? I want to talk about the OP. Uh, Let's talk about Wildside now. Oh, okay. This OP is so, this OP is amazing. I love it. Stop motion, huh? The stop motion animation, the the fucking the shot design with it, the fucking the whole the how it perfectly represents the dilemma at the heart of Lagoshi's character, whether or not he wants to eat Haru or be with Haru romantically. Um, it's got that dual that dual nature. It looks gorgeous. The song whips mm-hmm. all kinds of shit. It's like this fucking jazzy rap, and it's great. Um, just you know, just. This is the kind of this is the kind of OP that you don't that I watch I watch every time and I fucking just mm, it's so good. And no, it's, I don't want to skip it. Netflix. Yeah, no Netflix. I'm not skipping it. I also like how they use uh, Lewis's antlers as a way to separate the two characters mm-hmm. because Louis acts as a mediator. Separation. Yeah, he, he I, he's not a mediator. He is a <laughs> obstacle between yeah. the two of them being yeah. romantically entwined with Haru. While being romantically entwined with Haru, while also being like whatever the fuck he is with Bagoshi. Yeah, what the um, fuck even is their relationship? He's he's, he's like a a mentor, <laughs> mentor who mentor hates him, but also shoots he, people. <laughs> who also hates, hates his student because like he's he like yo, why the fuck do you act so weak? He doesn't hate him. That's just it. <laughs> Louis is a very interesting character because. On you can and Matt talked about it in his thoughts on, uh, but you can look at Louis as either a villain or a hero depending on how you see him. Do you see him as a conceited, vain, egotistical dickhead who only yep. cares about becoming a B star? Yeah, that's about or, it. Mm. Or do you see him as I see him as a person who genuinely cares about the drama club and all students in it who just wants to be a B star so he can further his ideals? <laughs> No, I think yeah. he's a dickhead. <laughs> Damn. I don't. It ain't that deep, son. By Damn. the way, uh, just because I looked it up and I will forget, the Harlequin Rabbit is named Mizuchi, and she is voiced by Sheremy Lay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sheremy Lay has a very, very noticeable voice. Fucking, uh, fucking, uh, but yeah, the OP, really good. I really love that OP. Shane, anything you want to talk yet. about? Uh, OP good. Nice oh, God, animation. I meant, I meant in general, but okay. Nice animation, okay. That's nice animation, good music. Okay. I am walking on wild side. I am. Listen, walking. in the wise words of Barry Benson, you like jazz? You and like jazz? You like and that's called jazz. Fuck it up. I think it's time to get into uh, negatives. 
Did you talk, uh, talk about negatives? Because I, uh, I, I think Sh- I know Shane and Joss have a couple. So. Yeah, I have, a, I have a couple. So go ahead. I think me and Shane both have the same negative. The second half is not as good as the first half. I don't think it's not as good. I think it's just paced differently from the first, which makes it feel different. The, it's I a different arc, so the two different shows. So it covers two arcs, and they're both paced oddly differently. They're so. very different, especially in terms of story as well, because mm-hmm. the first arc is all about the racial political issues in the show. Mm-hmm. The the divide between the carnivores and the herbivores, like Goshi's feelings on society as a whole and how he feels. Mm-hmm. And then the second half is just the romance between Legoshi and Haru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely paced differently, and I don't think the pacing in the second half is as good as the first. Yeah, um, it's a very minor issue, but it does contribute to the show feeling a little bit dragged out by the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think, like, I know the the ending of the show had to happen, and it's a good st- send off point, but I don't think it needed to be twelve episodes specifically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's I more. Than- have to- yeah. Sorry, Matt. Uh, it's more of a thing of how they adapted it because they adapted four chapters an episode, and that was like a like, and it was four. And if you actually check, it's literally four chapters an episode. Yeah, no matter what. The, the end of episode twelve is the ending of volume six. So if you wanted to read it, you would have to start at the beginning of volume seven, which is chapter forty-five. Yeah, which which uh, which the the big the which the big thing with um the big thing with beast the big thing with beast stars. Is that they decided? Is that the way B started? Is that right after this, um, the mystery starts? And yeah, that like that's where the mystery is supposed to start it, taken, and yeah. it, it's an arc that la- It's an arc that I read up last fifty chapters, um, which means that it would be just one. Cha- it would be one arc for twelve episodes. So the next season is going to just be that. Yeah, just be that. That well, is all. That is also why this season has two arcs that are smashed together because they didn't want to touch any of the mystery in this season at all. That was a purposeful uh, decision that the creators made um, in adapting this. So, yes. so I also have out. a big problem with that ending. Mm-hmm. It's sequel bait. It's just it's. A Thank you. Bait. That is my that is my big nitpick. Is this is the worst sequel baiting I have ever seen in my entire life? And <laughs> But that's. Yeah. I, I've it seen is, more, I've seen worse. Uh, I've seen far worse. Looking oh, wait, at you, nineteen ninety eight berserk. But okay, okay. No, I is, can also say uh, no, no. I can't say drifters because drifters at least lied to you and said it was going to get a second season. Um, yeah, just like the amazing Kings game, the animation, <laughs> and we never got that. <laughs> Uh, where this the fuck is bad. season two, Studio Seven? No, this was this was it's still just making H games. Sequel bait is never a good way to end the show, mm-hmm. and it really does just leave a bit of a bad taste in your mouth. At least in that uh, aspect, they did confirm a second season immediately yes. after. Yeah. So second season they did. is coming next year, uh, twenty twenty one. No matter what, it still is just leaves a just a negative taste in your mouth you're like well like you could have at least given us some kind of conclusion some for the kind arc of definitive conclusion 
yeah, for this but portion. You, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, instead it's just hey, guess what? Get ready for second season. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. perfectly, I'm perfectly fine with it because as long personally, like the sequel bait only bothers me when there's no second season announced. Yes. Uh, or there's no second season. The fact is that Beastars is getting the second season. That's why it didn't bother me here. It also didn't bother me with ReZero either because that had also a big sequel bait. And that didn't bother me there either. Um, so like, no, it didn't bother me with ReZero, but I love ReZero very, very yeah. much. Yeah, fuck it. Um, so, like, so yeah, as long as another season is happening and that we have word that a... and that we know it's, we know we know it's coming and we have a release date, I don't really care about about that this is just kind of how anime works now yeah um, uh, because the seasonal stuff is becoming more common so this is just kind of a thing that is going to be expected mm-hmm. so I, it's not going to be bothering me too much only my only issue with Beastars and it's not even like that big of an issue my only big issue with Beastars is that man you can tell the shonen because there's a lot of monologuing in this. Yeah. There is a ton. Um, which I say it's only a small issue because this show somehow does monologuing leagues better than every other show. Um, but that being said, monologuing, internal monologues, is still internal monologues. And there's a lot of that here. There is a lot of that here. And it's a, it's a case of... It's a case where... I wish they did a little bit of more of show don't tell because mm-hmm. um, I'm a big fan of that, especially when this show does do that. It does it very, very, very well. It's just a, it, it's just a it's just a, it's such a minor thing, but it's just something that's it, with anime. It's always bothered me. It's always bothered me uh, when anime just doesn't, you know, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And just let the atmosphere do the talking. Um, but yeah, it's just such a minor thing. That's literally my only issue, though. With this. I think one other thing that just it makes it a little uncomfortable or weird is just when they do the more sexual scenes. I'm like, this is a there's a lot of that here. Oh, yeah, cool. I don't, I don't think. Okay, I don't think that's weird because it's 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 what it is. Like, if uh, that makes sense, I don't. I, I don't think, mind it because this is an inherently adult series to yeah, begin with. So yeah. I'm not. Whether it's it's not taking any way any points away from me. I was just like, oh. whether it's a human. I mean, you fucking watched interspecies reviewers. True. Yeah. That's leagues I, worse than this. Because uh, I, I rest my case here on. Because honestly, the sex, the sex stuff here is a lot of it, but it's pretty tame. Yeah. Uh, I think some I, people overblow, overblown it in terms of just how, how much there was of it. So yeah, no, it's it was a hundred percent overblown, but. I will also say, uh, in defense of the monologues, um, this is very Shakespearean in its kind of devices. Mm-hmm. And we all know that Willie Shakes loves to fucking have Hamlet speak for 45 minutes <laughs> about nothing. And <laughs> that's just theater. That's just theater. That's Fuck it. what they call Jazz, jazz. That's I, what I, called jazz. I do, know? I, I do love some of the, and I do love though Lagoshi's like internal monologues. Whenever he's like looking at Haru and he's just like sweating up a storm, and he's just oh, like, oh god, uh, oh god, what do I do? Uh, and he yeah. just fucking, and he fucking shuts down and has like a fucking, a fucking, a fucking, a uh, fucking blue screen of death in his brain. Yeah. Uh, fucking just shuts down. <laughs> 
So pretty much. Are we done? Is anyone else? I um, have one more negative to bring up. What's that? And honestly, it could be a nitpick, but I think that it's important enough in the context of the universe to warrant it. For a show called Beastars, they really don't spend much time on the actual Beastar part. Yeah. Like, they mention it once, and it's like, oh, this is what the B-Star is, and Louis striving to be the B-Star. That's it. I want to be the B-Star, okay. The only two um, characters we see that want to be the B-Star are Louis and Juno, and that's it. Um, and then the re- and then the rest are just kind of, And our main characters, Legoshi and Haru, could kind of give the less of two Yeah, shits. they don't give a shit, so why why is it Juno relevant? Be, dude, Juno just wants to be B-Star, so she'd be like, yo, Legoshi, fuck me finally, please. Fuck me uh, fuck her. me yeah, that's, no that's not that's she, she, she's a hoe but she, that was not her reason for becoming the b-star her reason for becoming the b-star is specifically to show um she wants carnivores to be the superior class she's a racist she's racist, racist. <laughs> racist and she's a hoe she basically she's a racist hoe how do you be a hoe more than the actual hoe in the show. Yeah, I, I don't know. Meanwhile, our boy Bill, our big big bangle boy Bill, just wants to be happy in the way he is. He just and wants carnivores to not be seen as you, you know, know murderers. Kaiji Tang, good job. Good job. You know what though? You know what? Jack just wants everyone to be happy. Yo, he had. I can we. I always forget. I always also forgot to mention that Legoshi has a pet beetle. Yes. Yeah. He tragically kind of dies. Oh, yeah, he dies. Yeah. Oh, man. He becomes, Jack is just like Jack is what every friend should be. <laughs> Don't you mean la 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 Legoshi? He's just so happy that his best his his best friend. Doesn't have a girlfriend, but is like in love, and he's like, "Wait a second, you haven't you haven't loved anybody since like third grade? What the hell?" He's like, like, "You're happy. I'm, you're finally love- happy." Fuck it, and then, and, then he, and then Jack finds like fucking the porn magazine that he was given like, to by the panda guy. And Jack's like, "Listen, man, I respect you. You know, you're allowed Listen, to like whatever man, you're you like. Can, like you can do whatever that. you want, but I'm just saying, don't let anyone else see this." Although, okay? to be honest, all I could think of was when I heard Jack was Caspar. Yep. Yeah, yeah, because Ben did um, good. Uh, I, I will also say uh, the show could be actually quite funny. when it's, it's it is to it is pretty funny, yeah. There's some very good com- comedic beats to it. It also taught me that I've been wrong my entire life, and they're not just called peacocks. <laughs> Learn that. I was 23 years old when I learned that apparently they're actually called peafowl, not peacocks. Those are just the male ones. Yeah, and you know why they throw you know why they throw cock in there because they're thinking about that perfect. Because it's a fucking chicken, you bitch. Because <laughs> it's a chicken. <laughs> it's final scores time, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. Final scores. Yeah. Uh, Josh. Nice. Yo, yo, did Josh die? <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. Let's, uh, uh, we'll uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll get back to him in a second, Spencer. 
Uh, I am giving this a solid middle of the road 9 out of 10. I don't think I can give it a 10 out of 10. All right. Shane? I agree with that. I'm going to give it a very enthusiastic 9 out of 10 because it does some really great things in terms of its uh, themes and its characterization and, of course, uh, its revolutionary CG animation that I need more of. (laughs) Please. Um, But there there are some little things here and there that hold it back from being a full 10. Mm -hmm. Josh just died dude I, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah i was going to the bathroom uh okay. the eight out of ten for me all right yeah out of ten. okay because i asked you first and you didn't respond so i'm like yes yeah, ah. yeah i had to take a piss all right <laughs> all right i went back and forth on my rating so hard because uh, I, because I was like, I don't know, I was like, hmm, what should I give this throughout the entire run? And then when the final, and I, when I was finished the final episode, I still had to think, and I'm, I was thinking for several days. Uh fucking, I was like, debating back and forth, and honestly, I think this is one of the best shows of last year, and wholeheartedly deserves this rating. I'm gonna give it a ten. Uh, Respectable. I, I. I, I personally think that this is one of the best shows from last year. Easy. Um, I absolutely loved it. And I can and I honestly cannot fucking wait for season two. Uh, I, I, yeah. I can, cannot wait. I think it's going to be dope. Um, so, Studio Orange, can you uh, can you uh, hook me up and give me an early copy of it? Yeah, inject it directly into my veins. <laughs> inject it. Just, you know, hook, hook me up. I'll, I'll do anything. I'll do I'll do I'll anything. Suck your dick, man. I'll, I'll, I'll suck a dick, man. Uh, fucking. Or I'll read the manga. Maybe I might. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, fucking, oh, it's, speaking of manga, it's on, it's on. It's on the Jump app. I'm pretty sure. No, it's not. So, it's not. No, it's no, owned no. by Viz. Never mind. Uh, fuck it. Uh, I will say before we go that I told Matt something that is fucking weird and kind of stupid. So I'm gonna tell you guys now. Lagoshi is not a gray wolf. Well, he's a gray wolf, but he's also he's a, a gray fucking... wolf. He's also half Komodo dragon. What? What? <laughs> yeah, his grandfather is a Komodo dragon, what? making him half wolf and half Komodo dragon. <laughs> what? Fuck it. Oh yeah, his uh, his grandfather is a um, no, no, is a grandfather is a Komodo dragon. Yeah, he is half cool. gray wolf, half Komodo dragon. And he has the traits of both. Well, no, he's not half; he's quarter because his his quarter, father. Yeah. Well, his no, his mom was a half quarter, which means which means that in this world there are hybrids, and they, there is interbreeding is a thing. So, thank you very much for listening to this quality episode of the Cat Podcast. <laughs> the Cat By the podcast. way, that that gave us a average score of nine out of ten, so very respectable. All right. All right, and with that, let's move on to our next featured anime of the podcast. And no, we are not doing Ghibli Month, unfortunately. We have a schedule to keep, boys. We have a we have a schedule to keep. Josh left, apparently, so... Can't because he doesn't want to be a part of sports. Uh, no, we, uh, we have a schedule to keep. Uh, so as we know from last year, we did a sports month for July, um, and that went over really well. So sports month is coming back. We're doing sports month again, and we're very excited to do that. Uh, next up is my choice for the podcast, 
And of course, as someone who as someone who had control over what we started with Sports Month, might as well start out with my all time favorite sports anime, which of course, which let's go time to go to basketball with Kuroko no Basket. Uh, absolutely love this show, and I cannot wait to cover it. We're covering the first season on the podcast, and what we did with IQ last season. Um, enter uh, the zone. Yeah, we enter the zone, bruh. Enter the zone. Well, you got your basketball. You have your you, yeah, and each of your characters have their hair color coded for your convenience, so you know yes. which one is which. Um, and each of them have I, I their guess. own special shonen zone powers. I won't be seeing you guys for about another month until Sports Month is done. So, uh, I might not right. watch on the podcast. anime for God's sake, dude. Just if you like blue. shonen anime, you just like sports. Sports anime are basically just the shonen battle anime, but with balls. Or, or that's pucks. definitely the way to say it. <laughs> or balls. Or or shuttlecocks. Or. I'm your host, Matt, a.k.a. Legion Rex. You can find me on Twitter at Legion Rex, at Matt Stan account. With me, I also have my co-host, Shane, a.k.a. The Beard One. You can find him on Twitter at BGN, uh, Beauty Gaming Network. Uh, you can also find him on YouTube at Beauty Gaming, also at Beauty Gaming Network, where he uploads podcasts, gameplay videos, um, streams, um, and unboxings, and a bunch of other stuff. So go check him out with me. I also have my co-host, Spencer, a.k.a. Beery Burton, with two E's, you can find him on Twitter. Um, my voice. You find him on Twitter. Uh, with me, I also have my co-host, Josh. You can find him on Twitter at uh, Reborn Weeb, um, where he doesn't post much. Um, but, but I do is, comment. He, he comments comment. a lot of shit. He's kind, he so you might see him around. You'll see him around. Um, beep, beep, see him around. Beep, beep, and with beep, that, beep. I think if we're pretty much done here, so we're just, we'll see you all next time. For Kuroko no Basket. Sports month. For sports month. Sports month. Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap podcast. What you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get that going.